1: well, let's uh, take a little trip down memory lane, uh, talking about Norman Lear sitcoms. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk One O Seven One streaming live at mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley, trainer. Hi. And um, last night on the Golden Globes, Norman Lear was honored, and uh, a little package showed, as they do. Um, just before he accepted his Lifetime Achievement Award. At the age of, by the way, like, he's 90, what, 99? 98. 98. I mean, he is as sharp as a tack. Um, it was so wonderful to see him and just looking, like, happy and healthy and kind of talking about a really amazing career that he's had. Anyway, it kind of uh, gave gave you the nostalgic itch, didn't it, Bradley?
2: Yeah, so watching that award retrospective last night, it made me just miss the Just all the things I love about a Norman Lear show, it's so, the show, if you've never watched a Norman Lear show, I urge you to go back and do it. Now, a lot of people probably have, many people in our listening audience grew up with Norman Lear television, Um, but if you are, let's say, I don't know, 35 and under, maybe you don't have the the same awareness of what Norman Lear was for television in the way that we grew up with. And I would just encourage you if you are ever so inclined to dip into some of his classic uh, television work, because there's this incredible, frankness and intimacy in his programs that I don't think exists in television today. Now, some of that is is not a bad thing, um, and we can talk about all that, but it just made me miss seeing the clips from the different shows, the things that I loved about a, a Norman Lear show, and I know each of us probably have our favorites, so I thought we could just take a moment or two and, and uh, you know, use this space to to sort of reminisce Well and, television.
1: And also, I mean, we just don't see, and I feel like we've had various uh, um, iterations of this conversation over the past few years, but you just don't see sitcoms like that anymore. They don't, um, and I think actually the last time we had a similar conversation about Norm- Norman Lear was when they did the live um, redos of... Um, they did All in the Family and The Jeffersons. Was that the first one they did, or this?
2: All in the Family was the first one, and yeah. then they followed it. There was actually four, right? Because they did two each time. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I was just trying to Good remember times.
2: All in the Family, The Jeffersons, um, and I forget what the fourth one was. And
1: they and they and they did them in their entirety, and they did not edit them. Uh, And so they, they aired the way that they aired the first time, but with new actors playing the roles. And it was what was so interesting about it was it reminded you that there just isn't anything on TV like that in that way that pushes the envelope in the way it does or has kind of some blunt conversations in the way it did. We just don't have TV shows like that anymore. So yeah. anyway,
2: yeah, no. And and to me, the thing is that you you have controversial topics on television all over the place. Like there's no shortage of people willing to, to tell um, tales that were not heard. But the thing that was important at that time was that nobody was doing this right. And at the same time doing it with humor, mm-hmm. which is a thing that I don't think we allow ourselves to do right now, because we are well it's long and complicated but I think we're in different bubbles and so we don't we can't laugh at the same jokes um, and so we can't have the same uncomfortable conversations together using humor in the way that he was able to so in a way it's it's easy to be nostalgic because the past is the past and Mm -hmm. and now um, things are changed so it's not like you can just rehash Norman Lear from the 1970s and expect the same result although I will say that for a certain audience Um, When he brought back One Day at a Time, he proved that that's still a winning formula among formulas in television. Right. Albeit, you know, a little bit different than it was back in the 70s and 80s.
1: Right. And it certainly was delivered in a different way as well. but um, Or at least at first it was when it was on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Um, What was your favorite, Norman Lear?
2: You know, I went through and I was looking at all the different um, shows. I mean... I loved all of them, but the one that I watch and have like a weird connection to is Good Times because I I don't know why, but I just always found myself drawn to that show. And I've, you know, over the years, read about, like, the the conflict that they had with that show because it started out being one very specific thing and then it sort of changed and evolved. But I think it's just... it it The thing that is magical about the show Good Times is just the incredible amount of acting in that show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's true for all of the, the Norman Lear shows in general, but specifically with Good Times, you had such a heft of acting skill um with esther roll um and and the dad I forget what the dad's name is the actor
1: I can't remember uh his name either but he's no longer with us right
2: oh he's here is he 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 died on the show
1: oh, okay maybe that's why was...
2: um John Amos is john Amos still alive i will look yeah he's still alive okay um but but the incredible amount of uh work uh and acting that you know they were able to bring each member of the cast, but specifically those two. I mean, I think that just added to, you know, their ability to tell great stories and to just feel like... The thing with with, with the Norman Lear show is that, like, you didn't have to, like, relate to the... Well, how can I put this? Like, they were in a very unique slice of american life yet you could find, you could appreciate their humanity in a way
1: right like it didn't exactly mirror the life that you were living yeah but that you would find something to to connect to in the story as it was being told to
2: you. But in a yeah, exactly, and in a, in addition the importance of those shows is that they talked about things you maybe didn't know anything about and that thereby learned something, but you learned something because you trusted the characters that you were watching because you felt a personal or intimate connection with them. Right. So, I think that's part of, you know, that's perhaps part of the genius. What do you, mm-hmm. what about you?
1: I loved the Jeffersons. Oh, like yeah, of loved course. the Jeffersons. And part of it was that um I felt uh such a uh I just found like Sherman Hemsley just in general, I just loved him. There was something about the quirky the quirkiness of his character of like the um Sort of like the way he owned this new lifestyle that he was living. Um, and just and I loved Marla Gibbs. oh yeah. Uh, well, I loved I mean, right, like you said, like the thing about Norman Lear is that he created amazing characters. Mm-hmm. They were all unique and amazing, and they knew who they were. Like they had a voice and a perspective. yeah, and it was easy to connect to that, mm-hmm. even if, you know what, I was like eleven years old. Right. Like, I didn't understand the layers of what was going on in that show as a Mm -hmm. child in a way that I would as an adult when I've gone back and watched um, to see what was really you know, what was really going on in the, in the episodes, but I was entertained just the same. Um, So yeah, that was, that was for sure a favorite of mine. Um, I was a little bit young when all in the family was on. And of course the Jefferson spun off from all in the family, but I do, I have vivid memories of my family watching all in the family and having conversations about it. I, but the Jeffersons was really where I entered.
2: Yeah, the and Holly, I want to hear if you've got a favorite because um, I imagine that you do. Um, but I just wanted to say that All in the Family for me was like that's parent my like my parents' generation TV. Like watching them, I just did not get it. Like they didn't. I didn't connect to that show in the way that I connected to shows like Good Times, right. even though that's the same generation. But for some reason, I did not connect to Archie Bunker in the way that I could connect to the Jeffersons or um, to Good Times mm-hmm. um, or even to One Day at a Time. I mean, that was another show that um, I always remember watching. I mean, Snyder. Yeah. Schneider. Snyder. Snyder. Snyder.
1: Well, I, th- I remember as a child calling
2: it Schneider, Snyder. Yeah, it was yeah. Snyder.
1: Holly, did you have a favorite? Well, I
3: all the Norman Lear stuff was kind of before my time, but Mm -hmm. appreciating...
2: She just called us old.
3: That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) But appreciating some of the more deep tracks of Norman Lear, like the Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, or Fernwood Tonight, or those more subversive shows that kind of came and went. And just wanted to point out, too, when you really think about Norman Lear, he is television. Because Norman Lear got his start Mm -hmm. writing for the Colgate Comedy Hour for Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Mm. A thousand,
2: like at the beginning of time. At the beginning
3: of television time and going back because this is what we do now. Go to YouTube and you can watch some of those old episodes and they hold up like some of them hold up. Mm-hmm. And it's really fascinating to well, think about that person on TV last night accepting the Golden Globe. He was actively participating in the creation of that television. So even
2: in the clips that we watched last night, some of the same topics are germane today in the year 2021. And I I imagine that a lot of people under the age of 30 who think that they are particularly well versed with uh, the important issues of the day... I would encourage them to go back and watch some of the conversations that he was trying to get people to have in the 1970s, because they will they will sound very familiar, which I don't know that that, you know, that makes you want to appreciate him even more. But it also makes you want to appreciate humanity less because we're still having Having the same same conversations 50 years later. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless we're grateful
1: when we come back on the colleen and bradley show we'll be having the same conversation a week later about rebel wilson because oh she God. won't let us drop it ain't It ain't gonna end <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about rebel after this on my talk One O Seven One. this is the colleen and bradley show my talk One O Seven One streaming live at mytalk1071.com everything entertainment colleen lindstrom bradley trainer hi And she's still talking about
2: her year of health. So I just realized this article is the Kanye West article. So hold on. I got to make sure I get the right article. But will you just remind people while I'm finding the right thing why uh, we've been paying such close attention to her?
1: Because she wants us to. Okay, so how how it began is she embarked on a year of health. Now, I want to be honest. I think that we arrived to the year of health about halfway through the year of health. That's when we really started to see her posting about working out, and people were like, oh, whoa, have you seen Rebel Wilson? She looks different. Well, she wrapped up her year of health a little bit early because she was so excited to have reached her goal weight. And then she started dating this guy named Jacob P. Bush. And we were like, "Mm, something smells funky about that relationship. I mean, pub relationship. And she rode that thing all the way to the bank until they kind of quietly broke up because she allegedly texted him. I'm dumping you. I'm paraphrasing. But, um, but all of this, we believe, was in service of a personal rebrand of Rebel Wilson. That she's really trying to move herself from the way she's been cast as sort of the fat funny friend to more of a, an ingenue or like a comedic romantic lead.
2: Exactly. So thank you for catching You're us welcome. all up to speed. And it's just so clear that we arrive after this year of health, um, that this was the plan all along. And here's a headline. Rebel Wilson reveals exciting plans for the future as she lands new role in comedy film senior year following an incredible 30 kilo weight loss, which is about 60 some pounds, right? Mm-hmm. So... It just, you know, we talked a little bit about this wa- last leak last week. Last leak. And it, as I uh, pondered this story again over the weekend, I thought, well, okay, so you guys, how obvious do you need it to be? When we tell you, right, like, I don't know which listener we're speaking to specifically, but I know there's a listener out there who's like, why are you guys so obsessed with Rebel Wilson? Because where there's smoke, there's fire. And for the last year, as Colleen laid out, we were like, this, what is she doing? Like, before last year, we were not talking about Rebel Wilson in tabloids. Mm -mm. As people who follow tabloids daily. Yeah. We can tell you this.
1: Unequivocally.
2: All of a sudden, in the last year, we were talking about Rebel Wilson constantly, and it all had to do with her weight loss. Well, when I tell you what the movie's about, I mean, it's just so obvious
0: So, um, the movie, which by the way, Hey, it's Mike. And I'm so excited to tell you about factors, delicious, ready to eat meals. We are all busy. And with factor eating fresh, never frozen chef crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including calorie smart protein plus and keto get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week,
2: she's not just starring in but is also producing is a new comedy movie called senior year she's alongside two people named todd todd garner and chris bender i don't know who those people are anyway the film is about a cheerleader who wakes up from a 20-year-long coma and returns to high school to claim the prom queen crown So, like, it's so obvious that she wanted, and we said this without knowing anything, did we Mm -hmm. not? This is why I think you guys, like, this is why we're going to pat ourselves on the back and feel free to play the home game Mm -hmm. because you probably did the same thing. As you said, Colleen, she didn't want to be the funny fat friend anymore. She wanted her career to to make a change. The best way to make a change in your career in Hollywood is to get different roles. The best way to get different roles is to pump the Hollywood uh, tabloids full of stories that, you know, movers and shakers will see and think, oh, you know who would be perfect for this project?
1: Because you have to get the public thinking of you differently. Yeah. Right, Because we're the ones who are going to consume the movies. So, you know, once you've sort of pigeonholed yourself, then we all see who you've pigeonholed yourself as. In order to wiggle yourself free from that pigeonhole, you have to change the public perception of you. And the way you do that is to manipulate the tabloids into covering you in the way you want to be seen and not in the way that you've seen. And then been people are seeing. like,
2: oh, you know, that Rebel Wilson, she just spent the last year working on her fitness. Yeah. I think she could, because let's be real, people in Hollywood are trash. And by that, I mean the people making decisions are making really superficial. They're petty. Petty, mm-hmm. probably a little misogynistic. Okay, a lot, a lot. Um, probably also a lot of other things that we don't have time to talk about because mm-hmm. right now we're t- focused on Rebel Wilson. But so it's not to say that Rebel Wilson is dumb. It's not to say that Rebel Wilson is making a mistake. It is to say I see what you're doing, Rebel Wilson, and clearly it has paid off for you. But I don't even care about that. I'm happy for her. I hope she wins many Academy Awards for her role in Prom Queen. I think, or what's it called? I'm sorry. I should give it what it's due. Senior year. Mm-hmm. So I wish her all the best. I'm more concerned with, as I think you probably are, knowing that we were right.
1: Right. Thank like, you. That's, um, that's our performance. That's my year of our health, performance in the role of being correct. Yes. Uh-huh.
2: Where's my Academy Where's Award? Where's my award? Oh wait, <laughs> hold on. I think I got it over here.
1: Okay. Holly's finding. It. Okay. Congratulations.
3: Thanks, Holly. Oh, thanks. Yeah. We got,
2: smells perfect. We got an
1: award to it. All right. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to tell you about some crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things after this on My Talk 107.1. Go. Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, Aye. and these are your crazy, stupid idiots.
3: Well then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah. Colleen and Bradley present CSI.
0: It stands for crazy, stupid idiots.
2: It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida.
1: Florida. Florida. It's like where?
2: mostly Florida. Oh. Yay. Which is where we're going first.
1: Yay. Perfect.
2: And I would like to tell you about a 12 year old girl.
1: Oh my gosh, are you going to call a child dumb?
2: Um, actually, it might be more like the school, but let's talk about this story because um, there's some stuff. And it involves a 12-year-old girl. At, and I can't give you her name because she's 12, and it's yeah. Nunya Business because she's going to grow up and be a nice person.
1: Her name is Nunya.
2: Despite Nun yeah, exactly. Uh, last name Business. Um, according to investigators at the Coleman Middle School in Tampa, Florida... Hmm. Administrators were alerted that pupils had reported this 12-year-old female student had done some things. Hmm? And it's what she'd done that earned her crazy, stupid idiot status. Crazy. Well, because it's a child, let's call it crazy let's call it you shouldn't do this little girl great
1: behavior yeah Um, time out let me guess (laughs) i just bit my cheek and that's going to be an issue for the rest of the day
2: look i've had a cheek issue for two weeks so don't even get me started um
1: okay uh did she set off a stink bomb
2: no uh that's what you did and you were not 12
1: that we did that thank that was you. a wee thank you
2: if you're gonna call me out at least call me out with the truth. That was a we experience,
1: but she did not do that
2: no, she did not do that.
1: did she um did she do something in the bathroom?
2: She did not take a dump.
1: Okay, I was oh, thinking like I wasn't gonna say them. that. I was just gonna say like something th- with graffiti or, or like, oh, stuff a bunch oh, of toilet paper yeah. in the toilet and or make flush, it overflow. Or flush yeah. tampons. Don't do that, you guys. That'll Who oh, yeah. does that? Oh, people do that. Oh,
2: actually I know this because when I uh clean the ladies' bathroom mm-hmm. at the gym. Yeah. There's a lot I'm not even gonna tell you. They
1: say they're flushable, they're not. You guys don't do it. Okay, but that's not what she did either. What did she do?
2: Well, apparently she's now facing criminal charges because she was selling stun guns to her (gasps) fellow classmates.
1: Oh, where did she get a stock of those?
2: So according to investigators, uh, a staff member had alerted administrators after pupils reported that this female student had possessed a stun gun on campus in response to these tips the school resource officer removed the young lady from class and questioned her about her whereabouts and her connection to these devices. Now, she told police officers that she purchased five of these so-called guns of stun online, brought them to school, and decided to sell them to fellow students.
1: Like she was being helpful? Like, here, guys, here are some... Here, uh, this'll... Help protect you?
2: Yeah, I don't know. But she was found in possession of two stun guns manufactured by the Viper Tech Company. Some models which retail for less than $15. Uh, She was then, (laughs) they called her an underage weapons dealer. This is just so bizarre. She was transported to Tampa's Juvenile Assessment Center and was booked for possession of a weapon on school property. Like where did she get this idea like I don't know. I'm going to I mean I do appreciate her business skills right. like she like saw some, a demand there's some and sought to meet it.
1: And she probably was, you know, uh, given uh, those stun guns a little markup. I do want you to know you can obtain a Vipertech stun gun quite easily and for a low price uh, on amazon.com.
2: But like is that gonna stun you like what can what kind of damage you can do on an amazon.com stun gun I
1: don't know I don't know probably don't want to find out yeah but should
2: we buy one and well, see? Well, there's a
1: heavy duty one no no oh gosh
2: that would be such nope. a radio 1984 okay, thing I'll to t- do uh,
1: how about I do it to you oh, bloop. And you tell me how that goes bloop I don't want to get stunned
2: um I love that they have pink ones
1: oh yeah well you know. Because you can't really. I mean, it's sort of like when I was
2: like your lady stung guy, senior
1: in high school and getting ready to go to college. And I was gifted a do it herself kit because I didn't know oh, I could did pick up a <laughs> hammer until it was powder blue and said, do it herself. Well, oh, I my. was
2: going to say, was it powder blue or pink?
1: No, it was powder blue. Oh, God. Right? Because it had to be girly blue. Yeah. Um, I still have that hammer. It's my favorite one, it's also light. It's like a lighter hammer, anyway, so what I'm saying, I guess, is, yeah, stun away with the pink stun gun
2: um fourteen ninety five yeah, police stun gun. something tells me that's not like a these are also the kind of stun guns you have to get up close, like, gah, gah. right. It's not going to launch those probes that dig into your skin and yeah. force you to the ground,
1: yeah, some of them actually look like a gun, oof that one's a that seems real, dangerous. that one's real expensive, oh yeah. Like $400. Wow. All right. Well, now you know where you can get your stun guns. And you don't have to buy them off a 12-year-old girl at the middle school.
2: Yeah. You can get Girl Scout cookies and a stun gun. Oh. A, I mean.
1: Get your Thin Mints and your stun gun. Uh, all right. We're going to go to South Carolina for our next story. And we're going to meet Angel Mastav. Um He mu- must have thought he'd be more <laughs> successful. <laughs>
2: Only he wasn't. <laughs> womp, womp. Womp,
1: womp. He had, uh, he had set his sights on robbing a bank. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, that happens.
1: And so he rolled up to the drive-thru to commit his robbery. And he wrote a note. He was going to pass it to the teller, but he was in that one drive-thru lane that's like one removed from the window. So he stuck his window. Yeah, I never liked notes. the window one because you have to like oh, look at the yeah. person. I don't no. like that. So he stuck the note in the pneumatic tube and whoosh, the teller opened up the pneumatic tube and saw a note that explained uh, that they were to put all the money from the drawers into the tube or he'd, quote, kill. So he was waiting there, and I'm sure as he waited, he was like, yeah. I'm going to get away with this. They're going to put a whole bunch of money. Why is it taking so long? Because they're trying to shove all that money in the tube. And I, when they give it back to me, I'll have all their money and I'll drive away and they'll never know it was <sighs> me. Wee, wee,
2: wee-oo. Only problem.
1: As he's waiting for all the money to come back, the cops roll up and he was still waiting for the tube full of cash Which to come back. Which never came. It never came.
2: The tube never. never the tube came. that never came tonight mm-hmm. on Matlock.
1: Um, can you just look at his uh, mugshot? It's the you second look forlorn. Link. It's no. He's just sort of like, yeah, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work so well, did it? Um, no, no, it I did just, not work.
2: I, who? How? Who? People? Somebody? Flames! What Flames! So somebody must be getting away with bank robbery such that people continue to do it with the... Int- because I bet if you asked this dude, are you going to get away with it? He would have said, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. and they'll never know it was me because I'm going to be at the drive-thru so they won't have me on video. I'll just use the tube. Yeah, no.
2: Yeah, that just doesn't seem to add up. No. I don't
1: know. I just think he didn't play the tape all the way through, right? Like he just thought, well, they'll give me the money. As but- with
2: most crimes.
1: Yeah. He just didn't think that one all the way through. What do you got next,
2: trainer? Uh, We are going to uh, Perry South, which is near Pittsburgh, PA. And I want to tell you about a guy named Jacob. Jacob Thrower. He's a thrower. Is his real
1: last name Thrower? He's
2: a thrower, not a shower. Actually, in this case, he is both a thrower and a shower. (gasps) So um, I want to tell you that police found him sitting on a porch along Perrysvale Avenue with blood on his wow. hands and his knuckles. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that tells me something bad happened.
2: Uh, apparently, when police officers asked what had happened, he became loud and aggressive. Okay. Uh, they looked around and saw that his apartment was in disarray. There was overturned furniture, a broken TV, holes in the walls and on the doors. So... Um,
1: Was he in the fight club?
2: I don't know. Is that a thing?
1: Well, the first rule is you don't
3: talk. I know. That's why I don't
2: know. (laughs) I'm not in it. Um, So apparently, there was a victim. Uh oh. And the victim told police he was laying on his bed when Thrower came into his room and began threatening him. Then he comes back a second time, this time with an axe. And he took that axe and he went about smashing the dude's door and walls. Um, The victim did get struck by an axe. He's fine. It was just a minor axe wound.
1: Okay, they are not getting their deposit
2: back. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Police, uh, the man told police that he uh, was able to take take away the axe from Mr. Thrower and flee to a nearby house where police ended up finding him and he was still bleeding, but he's fine because, like I said, it was a minor axe wound. Um, the only problem is Mr. Thrower didn't leave it at that. That was not enough for Mr. Thrower, so he decided that he was going to go after police Oh, with okay. the axe. Okay. Again, I would just like to point out to everyone involved, his name is Mr. Thrower, and he's <laughs> been throwing axes up and down walls, upside people's heads, I feel like they should have known.
1: Um, does he was he on bath salts by any chance? <laughs>
2: Nobody. I mean, there's nothing in here about drugs, alcohol, or bath salts.
1: Okay, why was he so mad? Like, maybe anger management might be. Well, a good also next step axe, for him. axe
2: management, right, right? Right, Like Maybe first of all, actually, we did learn last week that everybody should have an okay, axe in their hold house.
1: Hold the phone, uh, Holly. Question for you: Do you have an axe? Or a hatchet? Or a hatchet? You have a
2: safety hatchet?
1: No, I don't. So uh, last week, not even Bradley and Grant were like, everybody has an axe. You should always have like a, a safety axe or a hatchet. Wow. I don't what? even
3: have a recreational machete. Right? I don't.
2: Like, Nobody like, has what? recreational what? machetes, but you do need a recreational or uh, you do need a safety hatchet or axe. Do
1: you seriously have a safety axe?
2: Yes. In fact, uh, my partner not texted. body spray. Yes. <laughs>
1: Mm.
2: No, I stopped wearing Although, that I, long ago. I actually
3: think
1: the two might function similarly.
3: Why <laughs> are what? you talking, Bradley, about the little thing that you carry in your car in case you get submerged in water and you gotta break no, the glass? No, you should have one of
2: those too, but this is an actual hatchet or axe. We have one in our garage.
1: Have you ever had to make use of it?
2: Not yet, but when we do, you just wait. There was an, I
1: do just want to say there was not one of those in the do-it-herself kit. Well, <laughs> I got some needle nose pliers. I bet the
2: 2021 version has one.
3: I Does it have on one that. of those
2: little sewing kits?
1: Oh, cute. That's cute. <laughs> you come with a nail file. A- yep. Mm-hmm.
2: And a mirror. And a
1: candle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When we come back, I'm actually going to go look. Do it herself.
2: Because oh, it's still
1: a thing, you guys. That's the thing.
2: That's a little. It'll
1: make it's, you Oh, now it. it's pink. Ooh. Now it is pink. Every Shiro needs one. <laughs> oh my gosh! You can get it I'm for 98 on Amazon.
2: It to is be fair, pink. To be fair, if I were buying one for like my apartment, like because this seems like if you're moving into your first apartment, you should get something like this. And I would buy the pink one. Okay. I would totally buy a pink one.
1: It comes with scissors. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Don't <laughs> run with those, please. You.
2: It's got scissors. It's got. I mean, it's really. Got oh, it actually has things. everything in it.
1: No, I mean it is a nice little toolkit. Like I loved that I had everything I needed. It just the label says "do it herself."
2: Yeah, this one actually <laughs> says "collections, etc." Ladies' pink <laughs> hardware.
1: When we were. T- on the Colleen and Bradley show. Uh, we're going to play a game. That game is called The Throwback Live. Live? We'll do that after this on my talk one oh seven one. Hi, it's Kristen. Did you know that not doing things is easier than doing them? There's a lot of
3: things to do, especially this time of year. But when you don't do things, there's more time to do things. Does that make sense? What I mean is when you use Shipt to get everything from gifts to groceries delivered same day, you have more time for the things you want to do, to not do things so that you can do other things. Visit That's shipt.com/holiday. That's s h i p t.com/holiday.